Remembering the great DJs of radio, it's Radio Greats with the live Luke. This time, my Radio Great is um, someone who, the uh, best way I can describe him is uh, he's an actor, comedian and uh, now a radio presenter. You may remember him for appearing in uh, the cult television series Torchwood as Officer Andy Davidson. But uh, since uh, he's uh, been in Torchwood and as well The Boat That Rocked, he's gone on to uh, have a a radio career here in Wales on BBC Radio Wales and also as well given a stab of acting radio on Radio 4. Currently he presents Weekend Breakfast on Magic Radio and uh, I look forward to learning a bit more about him. But before I do, Tom Price... How do I find you today? <laughs> you find me uh, in fine fettle. You find me sitting with my um, enormous Saint Badoodle puppy sitting at my feet. So at any point, if you hear any um, strange panting or, or you can smell any bad smells, that's me, not the dog. Let me just make that clear. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Do you know, it's, it's funny you mention about dogs because... Um, I'm uh, recording this in my, uh, I should say, the um, in-bedroom radio. And yes. uh, because i got my bed right next to me, my cockapoo is right on the bed, just uh, giving me that sort of lovable stare. Yeah, they give you the look that says, oh, he's podcasting again. Oh, no. Self-indulgent long sentences with many subclauses coming up. I know what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. Never mind about me. My walk can wait. Exactly. Well, this is the thing. You have to time your podcast recordings for when the dog is at her most tired. So you get a good walk in, get a good walk done, uh, and then think, right, if I schedule her in then, I know she'll be okay. Because with puppies, they are so bouncy and you forget. Absolutely, totally. My, My one still thinks she's a puppy. No, oh, I love it. I love. Let's just talk about dogs instead of radio. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we can make a fu- we can make a full podcast on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but Tom, I I mean, going back to um, the introduction there, and I mentioned that you know you had a brilliant acting career um, as well. You know, in Torchwood and uh, the boat that rocked, and I could you know I could talk for hours on uh, you know what what it was like to be. Um, on shows that were, you know, related to Doctor Who and as well a a film that was about pirate radio. But mentioning that about radio, I want to ask for you, how was it you got the bug for radio? Well, I think I had the bug for radio before I had the bug for anything else because my uh, mum used to listen to Radio 2 late into the night. She'd always have, and you are far too young to remember this, uh, Derek Jameson used to have a late night show. Uh, and do you do you remember Derek Jameson, Luke? No. Morning, sure. morning, Jameson here. <laughs> <laughs> You're so, exactly that. Um, and he would have a sort of late night show and it was him and his wife. And, and this is a, a terrible testament to my... Uh, inherent sexism I've forgotten her name and now I feel like I have to google it this is what Eileen. I'm doing I'm like, Eileen well done thank you Derek and Eileen uh, and they'd be on late into the night on radio too and my mum had the radio on and she still does in fact all night long and the company that that offered and this is something I remember from a like my earliest memories was hearing that radio so I always loved radio I used to do the thing of taping the top 40 even though taping was apparently killing the music industry um and I tell you what taping you wait for streaming to come along um and I would obviously do the thing of uh recording myself doing it's you're listening to one uh, fm I remember saying that all the time it's Tom Price on one fm um and I was just absolutely uh 
obsessed with it. The comfort, the intimacy, the, the funniness, the surprise, the liveness of it. So I hate pre-recording. All the liveness of it, the, the sense of things going wrong, just everything about it was my first love, really. And then, you know, showing off and acting came along and I went and did those. But I always knew I'd end up doing radio. In fact, my wife for ages used to say to me at the height of Torchwood, I was really still am good mates with uh, Kai Owen, who plays Reese, and she used to say, "You and Kai need to speak to Radio Wales uh, and go and do some stuff on Radio Wales." So it was always uh, that I always felt that's where I was heading towards. Hello, two new nightbirds here on BBC Radio Two. Tell the listeners what your ID card says, darling. It says Peter Mersey, contract presenter. Dear, oh dear, bureaucracy strikes again. He's the manager. No, the bit at the bottom in small letters. That says Ellen, no H, Jameson. Hello, everyone. And I'm Derek. Yes, the Jameson. Something new and different in radio, husband and wife, presenting a leisurely bedtime series, Mondays to Thursdays, 10.30 while midnight. Some splendid chat, a few laughs, delightful late-night music... And a bit of a ding-dong here and there, eh? We're not going to fall out, are we? Would we, I ask you. No. (laughs) But you will let me get a word in edgeways now and then, won't you? Of course. Remember, it takes two. And, I mean, you you, you mentioned about wanting to do live radio and that. Um, And I've got to say, those impressions you gave there fantastic and uh, it's almost it's almost the same with kenny everett how um how he always used to, he would always well you know he would make radio good live but then at the same time if you heard him pre-recorded no one would ever notice the difference no that's true god what well, i mean the the videos you can fall into a youtube hole watching kenny everett and the, the way that he played the desks like you know watching an organist in a chapel you know just buttons and, and and things everywhere. Um, to do all that and maintain a constant stream of engageable, funny audio, I mean, that's just incredible. Compared to what we do now, Luke, blooming heck. I mean, I, you know, technology, I can still get tangled up in lots of different bits and bobs going on, but the basic unit now is just so simple to do. Totally, absolutely. So um, you mentioned there your wife said to you and Kai, why don't you go do a radio show? And um, you then decide, okay, go into Radio Wales. And um, I'm assuming, was was it Colin Patterson who was running it at the time or was... No, it was, um, it was Steve Austins. It was okay. Steve Austins, um, Steve Bostins, who, um, uh, who I started doing bits and bobs for. And uh, Kerry McGeever was the main person, actually. She's since left Radio Wales and left radio, I think, but she was working there and she um, really liked me and got me to do lots of dipping. And I just loved it like it was so it was that flashback to being a uh you know six-year-old kid with his tape machine you're listening to instead of one fm it's wales fm and it was just oh it was so lush and and at that point i don't know i'd you know still doing the acting and everything and stand up and writing and stuff but just doing that just felt like this is where everything else that I do comes together. Absolutely. And um, your, I mean, your time at Radio Wales, because you were hosting, wasn't it, um, 
the comedy news show The Leak with Tom Price. Yeah, The Leak with Tom Price, sadly no more, unfortunately. That that got canned quite recently. Um, so that's obviously still a very raw feeling, but it's it happens. We did we had a, about eight years of doing it, uh, and I loved that show because um, it was a good chance to get some of my comedy pals to come on, find lots of new stand-ups to come and do stuff, and kind of bring be people who wouldn't necessarily be heard on Radio Wales, because as a Welshman, you can obviously hear I don't sound very Welsh, but I've always been obsessed with this idea that um, Welsh a sense of Welsh identity is really connected with the accent, and I read that really annoys me because I don't have a Welsh accent, but I feel really Welsh, and I always wanted to try and sort of dilute that a bit on Radio Wales because Radio Wales sounds so Welsh, and I don't think it needs to. I think there's a lot more to Wales than just that accent. So I took a lot of pleasure in trying to get loads of different voices and people on the station, and the leak allowed me to do that, and it was brilliant fun. Happiness, happiness, the greatest gift that I possess. Can I ask you a quick question for Radio Wales? No, thank you. Thanks anyway, no problems, thanks. I thank the Lord that I've been blessed with more than my share of happiness. Can I ask you a very quick question for Radio Wales? To me, the world is a wonderful place. I'm the luckiest human in the human race. Guys, can I ask you a very quick question for Radio Wales? In one word, what makes you happy? Thanks, anyway. I got no silver and I got no gold, but I've got happiness in my soul. Can I ask you a very, very quick question? Alright. Happiness, happiness, the greatest gift that I possess. I thank the Lord that I've been blessed with more than my share of happiness. Um, in a word, what makes you happy? We're trying to cheer people up after a horrible week of horrible news. So what's the thing that makes you happy? And tell me about using comedy on the radio, because um, how would, on TV, where you see some, something like slapstick and you know you can laugh almost immediately or and understand like how a sketch is done on the TV, how would you have made that sketch... Um, imaginative for the radio you have to um write in a we have to do it more slowly for a start so people have got time and you you often and i've um helped to uh, write quite a few radio sitcoms and one of the things you always miss out when you're writing it is the repetition like you'll say an idea or, or a suggestion and you'll do your read through and you'll do it live in front of your audience to record it for the radio and it all sounds great because people are seeing it and stuff and then you hear it go out and you think, it's too quick. It, this I've mentioned that the roof is broken and now there's a leak. And you have to, when you're making the jokes work on the radio, give people a bit more time to enjoy it, really enjoy the idea, to indulge in the image. If you are showing someone something on a TV show, you can flash up a series of images. But on the radio, you need to hammer the image home a few more times before you can move on. So... That's definitely a big lesson I learned. Very big lesson. And uh, as well as that, you, you could say also another good thing is you get the sound effects as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, with the magic of Foley, I mean, you can do anything. Obviously, that's, I mean, that's the, the first and foremost the thing about radio comedy. Anything can happen. You know, there is a giant descending from the sky right now or whatever you want. So those, it's, there's no limits to that. Um, certainly when you're doing sketches and sitcoms uh, and stuff like that. But also when you're doing, I mean, I still feel it now doing live radio. I've been doing live radio for five or six years now. I still struggle with the fact that there is no instant hit of an audience 
laughing. It's a really hard thing to get over and it spooks a lot of people you hear it all the time when stand-ups start doing radio you can hear their voices going oh god there's no one laughing and it's like we are laughing you're brilliant but we're all laughing at home at the end of this long long wire uh, exactly exactly and i mean that, that there are the likes of um, ellis james and um i believe i could say he was your um the Wel- your welsh language counterpart on um yes. radio cymru tidder owen yes oh tidder is brilliant oh he came on the league a couple of times um yeah, absolutely, absolutely that. Um, so good, but just um, kind of, there is a gentleness to radio, isn't there, I suppose? But that can be quite um, that can be quite a distraction and you can use the uh, assumed gentleness and assumed niceness of radio to then say really barbed, sharp, you know, devastatingly bleak or dark comments. You can get away with more, I think is what I'm trying to say on the radio. Totally, absolutely, and I must I must ask with the guests you had on, what type of guests were you bringing on to the show? Well, we did all sorts. We had we had one of our first guests when we did um, the leak. Uh, we had what's his name, Gwyn or Glenn? I think his name was. He was he was on the first ever Big Brother. It was just completely random who we got on at the beginning. Just you know, anyone who's Welsh, get him on, and he was very funny. Um, and then. Gosh, I mean, Arthur Smith did it. Um, Ellis obviously did it, but Bubbins did it several times. Um, Sarah Pascoe, Catherine Ryan. I mean, we could go on and on and on. All these people who uh, we've had on the show over the years. And it was always the case that the best ones uh, were the ones who were just being... And again, this is a radio uh, truism for me as a listener and a, a presenter. The people being authentic. You know, like you get some guests would come on the panel show with prepared jokes, which is absolutely fine. But you could hear that they were going into the plan stuff. You can hear a bit of script coming into their voice. Whereas the ones who were just being authentically themselves and saying, this story's boring, or my take on this is that, like genuine authentic reactions uh, are the ones that work and the ones that do well. So you had the comedy news show at the League with Tom Price and then also another show. Uh, this was called uh, What's the Story? Oh, yeah, now that predated the leak. So What's the Story was was on before the leak. And that was a show we uh, made for about two years with Ruth Jones's company, Tidy Productions. So again, that was a much more of a panel show, like, oh, you know, 10 points for getting that answer right. Whereas the point of the leak was to be more of a roundtable, free associating, I've got a story about my dog, even though the new story uh, was about a funny fish. Like people just went in random directions on the leak. Whereas uh, what's the story? Which was the first bit of live radio I did. Uh, what's the story? Was much more kind of traditional panel show. Start with you, Mark Nelson. The show is Pharmacophilia. It's five to four. You have thirty seconds starting now. Hi, Emil. Hi, Eleanor. How's your day going? Really good, thanks. Yeah, enjoying yeah, the range. Yeah, I've seen a show. Five past four. Yeah. <laughs> do, you like, do you like farmers? Do you like farmers? Do you like farmers? Do you like farmers? Have you seen any shows so far? Have you seen any shows so far? Seen any shows? Yes. Yes. Have you seen any bad shows? Many. Yes. Well, do you know what you need to do? You need to pick your shows carefully. <laughs> Radio Wales has always been, um, has, well, it's always sounded like a fun station to be at. And with, you know, the variety that it can offer Wales, news and current affairs with Vaughan Roderick or Mid Morning Last with Wynne Evans. And then, of course, comedy with uh, Tom Price. What yeah. was your high- <laughs> What was your highlight uh, with uh, Radio Wales? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I really enjoyed doing a live version of the leak on Jason Mohammed's show very early on. Um, 
and uh, all the callers were expecting to phone in and talk about uh, some Welsh football result. And instead, we ended up doing a stupid version of the leak live on the radio. And I was in charge of a bit of desk, Luke. I could press buttons and make sounds. And I tell you what, you know, you see a kid in a pram who's who's pushing that little toy in front of them that makes buttons. That was basically me. Uh, in that studio in Radio Wells, just pressing all sorts of weird noises. So all the people expecting to hear a call in about football, and instead they got me making lots of bell noises and stuff. It was brilliant. Oh, uh, and, and you know that 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 makes mid that makes mid morning radio sound incredibly fun. <laughs> yeah, it is fun. I mean, that's the thing about it as well is that it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't matter. We're just so lucky to be doing this job, and you can just have a laugh. And if it goes wrong, and this is the reason radio and comedy go so well together, is that. The central thing with comedy is anything that's rubbish, put it in the bin, move on, don't worry about it. Like, you cannot get yourself hung up on it. And that's what radio lends, it to, lends itself to so well. It's live, do it. If it works, amazing. If it doesn't, move on. It's, it's a very pleasing way to work and it encourages uh, a creativity that a lot of other art forms don't. Definitely, definitely have a listen to that. We love Ellis James. He's a very, very funny man indeed. Um, hello, it's just coming up to quarter past ten on Wednesday morning. Tom Price here in for Jason Mohammed. Um, England are due to meet Wales in the Euros tomorrow, but Wales' is Gareth Bale and England's Jack Wilshire have been engaging in a little bit of a war of words. Um, fans of both teams are now descending onto the fan zone as we speak in Lille ahead of the game. Uh, and there's already concern from police that there could be more violence uh, than we've already seen. Uh, Mike Panett is a former police officer who worked in the intelligence department during Euro 96, which unbelievably is 20 years ago now. Uh, He joins me now. Mike, hi there. Hello, Tom. Are we right to be right? If someone's listening now and they're heading over to France... You were saying you were with Radio Wales for the best part of eight years, but in that time as well, as you were still doing the acting and also stand-up comedy... Um, October of 2016 arrives and um, you get a call from uh, Magic Radio to come and do weekend afternoons. Yeah, it was, um, that was, that was nice. That was one of those nice moments because I've always loved Magic because the the playlist is ace. Um, And I was slightly nervous about doing it because it is quite not very presenter-led. So I kind of went into the meeting with the then-boss, Tony, and just said, I, you know, I love Magic. I'll let you've got the best playlist on the radio, which I still believe. Uh, but I said, look, you do, I'm not the guy for you because this is all very, you know, the presenters are great, but they're not doing much. There's only, they do sort of 10-second links. Uh, and he was like, no, no, we want someone to come and, you know, fanny about a bit. Those possibly weren't his exact words. Um, so uh, do you want to come and do it? So yeah, I was like, okay, fine. So uh, I started doing it. And my, my first live show, I remember that Saturday afternoon, and all I could think to talk about was the weather. That's all I was doing. I was so nervous. We, we all get nervous on our first show. And uh, I mean, it. But it, I mean, that must have been a dream come true because you did say how much you loved magic and, you know, your work in then. Because am I, am I right in thinking your afternoon show, Mel Gedroyd, was your warm-up act? Yeah, I, I said to Tony, I'll only come and do this show if you get one of the people from the Bake Off to do a warm-up two hours for me. And Sue wouldn't do it, but Mel would. So very kind of her. Yeah, Mel Gedroyd and Andy Bush had a show, which was great, which was on two hours before me. Uh, so I would try and catch on to their listeners. Good good call. And um, we, I mean, within the first year of doing that afternoon show, you then get another call because Harriet Scott is being moved over to the main breakfast show and you're asked to take on Weekend Breakfast. 
That's right. She was going to. I don't like to call it Maine, Luke. I like to call it weekday. Weekday. Sorry. Tell you what. I'll I'll rephrase that question. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't worry. I I make a point of that every time I'm on Maine breakfast. I go, hey, hello. It's weekday breakfast. Um. Yeah. No. So Harriet jumped over to to weekday, and then I got got asked to do. Saturday and Sunday breakfast and I was like yeah I mean I, I couldn't have said yes quicker it was an absolute dream it was brilliant and I mean can you remember that first breakfast show you presented um yeah I mean vaguely I've, I it's a bit of a blur to be honest I was I mean I can still I've still got the google doc somewhere with what I was saying and I think that I was still a, I was very raw at doing live radio and I, I spoke too quickly and I would do this thing where I'd breathe in like that and make a horrible noise and I was you know really loose with my links I had no no one had instructed me or taught me how to do any of this stuff and I subsequently had an amazing producer called Adam Kay who is an absolute radio god um mainly because he's the size of Thor I mean he's enormous um and uh, Adam kind of taught me on the job. He produced me and, and taught me what to do and how to have a beginning, a middle and an end and all this kind of stuff. But early doors, when I was first doing those breakfast shows, I was uh, just, like writing out word for word what I was going to say, which is unthinkable now, the idea. You know, I'll literally have the word smelly dog on my paper and I'll just put the mics up and go for it. Um, but then I was really uh, cautious and... I was very nervous about people not liking me because when you're a stand-up, that is um, such an important thing. If one person doesn't like you in the audience and they start heckling you, the whole thing can fall apart. So I felt the, very much felt the code of the stand-up world uh, was a bit of a fog uh, when I was first on that show. On Saturday morning, morning shall, shall we launch the weekend? Here we go then. That's it. The weekend is officially launched. I am smashing a bottle of something fizzy on the side of the good ship weekend. Welcome along then. Interesting metaphor, wasn't it? I went somewhere. Uh, so, it is the 18th of September, 2021. Today is the 261st day of the year. There are only 104 days left of 2021. Uh, today is Navy Day in Croatia, World Water Monitoring Day. Uh, it's the Day of National Music in Azerbaijan. Good morning to all Azerbaijanis listening. The Christian Feast Day of Juan Macias today and Rich Ardis. Richardis. Who was Richardis, Tom? I hear you shouting. Well, let me tell you, dear listener. Uh, she, yeah, Richardis was a she, was the Holy Roman Empress uh, and the wife of Charles the Fat. There you go. Enjoying your facts this morning. Who needs breakfast when you're munching away on these facts? But nevertheless, I mean, you're, you you doing weekend breakfast has um, been an instant success because uh, we, I, I, we, we can say, you know, you've been asked to deputise on weekday breakfast when uh, either Ronan uh, is, an, is not available or then, of course, if Harriet can't do it as well, um, they bring you on and uh, usually with yeah. Cat Shube. Yes. Um, and I mean, you've got you've gone from place to place. I mean, you went to Disneyland, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, we did. This is, I mean, listen, it's been ridiculous. It's been ridiculous. I do loads of cover for Ronan because, by all accounts, he's quite a successful uh, musical act as well. So I often get drafted in, um, and it's just the most delightful job. I love it. You sit there in your hoodie at seven o'clock in the morning with a cup of tea and uh, a bacon sandwich on the way, and you just have a laugh and. And then every now and again, you get asked to go on some ridiculous jaunt. So uh, we did, yeah, Disney World's Florida. And then the big one was just before lockdown, I got to go to New Zealand. What was that like? Oh, 
my Luke, it was one of the best trips of my life. I got flown out to New Zealand for two weeks and it was a tie-in with the tourist board who just basically took us around the greatest hits of New Zealand. So uh, it was just like some sort of Lord of the Rings montage uh, of, and I do have quite hobbity feet, uh, of me going around and seeing the most incredible sights on the planet, which all happened to be on these islands at the bottom of the planet. And it was just utterly, utterly brilliant. I'm still speechless. I st- I'm still absorbing how lucky I was to do that. And when you say it was like a Lord of the Rings trip, did you actually go to the sets of Lord of the Rings? Nah, well, no, because the uh, we were actually told strictly not to mention Lord of the Rings because the New Zealand Tourist Board were trying to branch out beyond that sort of string to their bow. As good as the Lord of the Rings stuff is, they were trying to say there's more to, the, to New Zealand than Gandalf, which is, you know, that's a reasonable slug line. I suppose so. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> never the, but even even when they're trying to now do this uh, reboot on Netflix, or uh, I, I, I yes. there's some reboot, but I'm, I, and I haven't actually paid much attention to uh, to the reboot. No, it's it's absolutely endless. It's the war and peace of uh, of fantasy, isn't it? And I think think it's on Amazon Prime, is it, or whatever it is. It's apparently it's very good, but it just feels like. I can't. I haven't got the time. I haven't got the time to give, Luke. Oh, no, that's fair enough. You're, you're you're making great radio at the end of the that's day. What I'm doing. It, that's what I'm doing. That's what all you the do. time. But go, going back to when you mentioned that um, meeting you had with Tony. Yeah. It, it kind of because you said you didn't want it to all be ten links, and you could say that actually that sort of has led the way for how magic has become. It's become from its old tagline of more music, less talk. They've actually started bringing in guests to um, be interviewed on the breakfast show because, uh, if I if I remember correctly, one of the Appleton sisters has uh, just been on being interviewed. Yes, Nicole Appleton. She was in co-hosting with Ronan. Yeah, it's it, it, there was a big shift, I think. They wanted to make it more, make it a stronger connection with people, which, is, as we talked about earlier on, is that is an absolute central thing that we all love, and certainly I do, about radio. So when that was the policy, that's what they wanted to do, and Ronan and Harriet do that brilliantly. That was a big shift um, for the station. Um, so I was really keen to do that and do loads of interviews and stuff and um all sorts of all sorts of things well there's lots of hype building up online you know you know the hype you've seen the hype uh the new series of the morning show uh is out now on apple tv starring jennifer aniston and reese witherspoon did you watch series one if you haven't uh i mean i don't want to tell you how to live your life (laughs) but you should it's really really good really really good brilliant script incredible performances uh and uh, the second series uh, has just dropped also tv if we are talking TV, if I am um, being allowed to tell you how to live your life, you should also make sure you're ready for Succession. Series 3 of Succession, I think, is coming out in about a month, which is, again, if you've not seen it, pretty much the best thing on TV at the moment. Check out Succession. I think that's on, on your skies and your now TVs. Um, and the other thing I started watching this week uh, in classic uh, me being late to the party, Afterlife with Ricky Gervais, which has been out for years now, but it, just, it takes me a long time to get round to these things. Oh, it's very good. It's very good. Yes, I know it's very old, but it's very good. Very good. The new series of that dropping as well, right? I'm often late to the party with these TV things and these films. I'm hearing Citizen Kane might be worth checking out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so. In the six uh, six years you've been with them, I'm going to ask this because even though every day has sounded like a highlight, has there ever been one moment you thought this is the best I've ever felt? <laughs> oh my word, that's a huge question. Um, I just think uh, there have been lots of fantastic trips uh, out of the studio, but. Those moments when you giving someone, I think I gave someone 90 grand 
on a competition once. Kat and I were in for Ronan and Harriet and they won a big competition. So that was brilliant to be able to combine all this with handing someone over a huge amount of cash and then they came in and we met them. That was that was fantastic. Um, I think that the people I've met, I, I pinch myself when I think about the Jim Carrey, Emma Thompson, Jack Black, uh, Hugh Jackman, all these ridiculous, uh, fantastic people I've met and, uh, you know, like got to know like I've interviewed James Blunt and George Ezra a few times and you get to know them and it's just great because they're really interesting and nice and it's just um it's a lot of fun to also uh poke fun at them like I think that's one of the things I like most about it is to be able it it, this, it doesn't take itself too seriously either radio or magic they don't take themselves too seriously and that's quite me so I enjoy that well in the years you've done radio I have to ask what advice would you give to anyone who's wanting to have a go at it oh that's a great question obviously listen to loads of radio and I would say that about any of my other things that I do whether it's comedy or acting or whatever you've got to go and absorb and and you know listen to everything that's out there so I've always got the radio one in the house and it's it's magic of course but i listen to virgin radio a lot i listen to five love i listen to radio wales i listen to bbc stuff all the time so you've got to absorb what else is out there and um see who's good and work out what you like and who you like and then work out what do you want to do in radio if you want to present then you need to go and start presenting stuff and whether that's hospital radio or community radio of which there's now loads of opportunities um get stuck in because everyone is desperate for new talent and new people and i know for a fact at magic we need new producers and runners and stuff like that all the time so get in there and i think that there's a lot of people working at magic who uh got the job through work experience and stuff so all of those initiatives are really really good and it's definitely worth doing that also there's quite a lot of radio conventions and conferences that go on luke i'm sure you go to all these conferences they seem to be every other week they do, yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm still waiting, actually, for the radio festival tickets to come out. Yes, there you go. Uh, you know, go to those things. If you feel like, oh, I'm not really in radio, it doesn't matter. Go to those things and stick a lanyard on and fake it till you make it. Um, it they're really amazing networking events, those things. And, and, you know, it's very open radio. And it's it's far more open than comedy and acting and writing and things like that. It's just people are like, yeah, enthusiastic, wide-eyed. What do you want to do? Come and do it here. You know, there's a lot of that going on. So um, uh, get stuck in is, is my slightly loose advice. Well, on that note, Tom, I have to ask, who is your radio great? Oh, my goodness. Who is my radio great? Ah, man, that's a, that's a huge question. And I want to do this justice. I'm going to say Chris Evans. I used to listen to him when I was a teenager. And his bounce and enthusiasm and wit and uh, curiosity and ability to turn on a sixpence. He can go from the lightest topic to the most serious topic. Um, and he loves radio for everything Chris Evans did as a TV producer and obviously a massively famous TV presenter and a multimillionaire who sort of left and went to Hollywood randomly with Billy Piper for a couple of years. And um, for all the things he did, and this has been proved by his move to Virgin, he just loves radio and he's an absolute master at it. And I will always listen to him. So he is my radio great. Well, Tom Price, thank you ever so much for appearing on this edition of Radio Greats Today. Thanks very much. And we're just in time for the news. So, team, I have switched on the text machine. That is now up and running. Uh, and as I always do at this time on a Saturday morning, it's important to hear from you. I want to know what is going on in your lives this morning. Uh, and the big question I always ask is, why are you up this morning? What is going on with you? Why are you up? Uh, let me know. The number to text, as ever, is... 61054. Oh, all right, good. 610. 
054. Don't forget when you text. Start with text with the word magic. The word magic. Good. So while you're up, let me know. Thank you very much. Remembering the great DJs of radio. It's Radio Greats with the live Luke.